Hi guys, Ash here from the Gullis and Blues and welcome to the match reaction to Everton 1, Burnley 2. Yes, this is episode number 65 by the way and I did say yesterday that it was going to be a banana skin type of game and boy we're be right. Um, the one thing I will say from the offset is at least the difference between the Fulham game and the Newcastle game is that there at least was some effort. Yes, it wasn't the best effort. A lot of players are really, really poor on the pitch today. But at least there was some effort. But I think, you know, with this victory, sorry, with this defeat today, and obviously Chelsea dropping points against Leeds United, I think that pretty much ruins European football for us. Dare I say it, you know, the candle for... Champions League is definitely the you know it's it's flickering right down to the last tiny bit of of wax. Um, is that the same for the Europa League as well? You know this was a you know we were all getting excited over the last couple of weeks with the victories that we had, and then looking at the sides we were going to play against, and we were all like in the back of our minds like okay we get three points here, we'll get three points there. We might get a draw there and we get another three points and we're all trying to calculate what the table would look like especially with that game in hand but I think with these performances and that game in hand it doesn't make much difference to be honest Um, from the starting lineup I was shocked to see Iwobi starting to be honest after his last few performances I would have thought Coleman or King would have gotten the nod but it was nice to see Mina was back on the bench, but you know, he didn't come on. He obviously wasn't ready. And I was shocked to see Sigurdsson there. After all the talk yesterday that he was not going to make it, he obviously didn't use Sigurdsson either. So obviously Sigurdsson wasn't completely ready. But even with them back on the bench, when you look at the bench, it was really, really youth-based. And of course, we were going to need it as the game went on. So it looked like a back four with the three in midfield. One just ahead, that kind of diamond formation and Richarlison covert Lewin up front. Mason Holgate was playing his 100 game for Everton and unfortunately his 100 game for Everton wasn't the best. He had moments and then he had really poor moments but he, you know, to help out anything that Awobi could have done, he was very poor in, you know, assisting Awobi with getting forward. Um, the opening minutes, it looked like we had that dormant, the diamond formation. The third minute, you know, we did have the first chance of the game. It was a lovely bit of movement by Richardson, but it pulled out a hell of a save from Hope as he stung the, he stung the hands of the keeper. Um, Wobby was at that top of the diamond. You know, at the start, he was making himself a nuisance. He was getting around the pit. So, you know, did Carlo Ancelotti have a chat with him and say, OK, this is the kind of position I want to play in. But very, very quickly, Wobby came out of the game completely. And, you know, it was a battle of the England keepers at the time between Pope and Pickford. We didn't have much... You know, the, you know, spacing in, in midfield with the diamond formation. We didn't have much going out wide because it was just so congested. So the first 10 minutes, we were, I would have said at the time, we were kind of the the, the, the better team on the pitch. Um, we had a lot of possession, but we had, without really creating any chances. But, you know, Burnley were very, very in their, direct in their play. And we had to be very careful not to get caught out. And 12 minutes... Another opportunity for Gomez, uh, he found Richarlison who ran through and he slotted the ball to Carvalhoon but just had too much on it and it got away from Carvalhoon and then sadly 
A minute later, Davies was caught in midfield and Burnley broke and went 1-0 up. It was, from my point of view, at that time, it was completely against the run of play. Some people were shouting that it should have been a foul on uh, Davies. But when I just looked, when I seen the replay, you know, it was saying, was the Brownhill foul him in winning the ball? Well, I don't think so far, you know, from the, the replays that I've seen. It, to me, it looks like just Davies went down too early and it was definitely no foul for me. So, we... Continue to battle away, but Burnley were just very, very stubborn. On 20 minutes, Richarlison was clattered by two players, and it's probably one of the few mistakes that the ref did make. It was in front of the box. The ball went out wide towards Wobie, and for some reason, the referee said just advantage, which was the wrong decision. The free kick would have been a much better decision by the referee. So that was really the the only really bad decision, I suppose, the official had made. Um but 22 minutes from a Burnley corner, Holgate, he actually handled the ball in the box. Now his arm was quite up high, where you could say it was in a awkward position. Or there's, there's no way, because he was entangling with a Burnley player. There was, maybe he couldn't move the ball out of the way. But while the game went on, you know, the Burnley, four or five Burnley players did call for... Uh, handball it did go a check by VAR but VAR came back and said no um, but I've seen them given you know time and time again even without VAR so we possibly may have gotten away with that one if I'm perfectly honest but it didn't matter a few minutes later um, McNeil turned Allen inside out and an absolute screamer making him look like he's McMessy Um it was just an absolutely brilliant goal and two length of Burnley and just a woeful home record was getting worse and you really didn't see ourselves getting back into it at all. And that was, you know, for me it was clear as day that the European chances were, you know, were flashing away and a minute later it was almost 3-0 as they hit the post and after he, he scrambled to save it, uh, Pickford was, was really down in agony and you know, we're waiting to see how much pain he was in. You had Joe Virginia getting up off the bench and warming up. You thought, okay, here we go. You know, he's going to come on. But while that was going on, Davies was called over to Carlo Ancelotti, who seemed to give the riot act to the lads. And before we knew it, all our momentum was gone. Burnley had their tails up. But we changed our formation. So Iwobi then went out wide. So it looked like we were making our, our midfield a lot wider to you know, try and get back and stop the fluid mo- movement of um, Burnley. And then after a few minutes after a cha- uh, uh, few minutes of changing that formation, it looked like it was going to work. Iwobi got the ball on the right-hand side. He slotted the ball to Davies and an amazing cross to find Calvert-Lewin and he headed home to half the de- deficit. So, no excuse to how bad we were, you know, we were clearly playing, but Burnley had that 12th man. Now, we're not going to use the excuse like Liverpool do with the win, but that wind, they used their advantage and they hit that ball long and direct. The wind was always dealing with it and even before Pickford went off, Pickford was shouting at the defence saying to stop letting the ball bounce. We were letting that happen too often and it worked their absolute, you know, no disrespect to the way Burnley were playing. They used the way the wind was in the pitch and why wouldn't you? It's just another VAR check on 36 minutes for a handball by Godfrey this time but he was turning turning his his back away from trying to block the shot so again it was ruled out by uh, VAR and probably the right call this time. Um... 
in fact the earlier one by Holgate before that second goal you know I really could have seen that being given very very easily we did have a free kick taken by Gomez it found the head of Calvert-Loon who headed over you know it was another great chance to get an equaliser Burnley were still coming another block by Godfrey you know and but since moving their formation we did actually step it up you know the, the, the final play was terrible but Burnley were still on top by the way they were they, they set out they were like a uh, spider web and whenever we whenever we got caught up in it they were ready to pounce and 42 minutes an amazing pass by Alan with the outside of the foot found Calvert-Lewin but the defender got back just in time before he was able to release the trigger then just before half time Pickford made that signal to the bench that he couldn't continue I don't know we haven't heard what it actually is but the way he came down on his side you know to try and scramble to the shot that came off the post it looked like it must be some sort of a rib injury so Joe Virginia came on for his first Premier League game he's played for us of course in cup games but this was going to be a very hard test because if I was Burnley this would be a testing time on him you know to shoot on distance from every opportunity to to work him and kind of give him a very worrying time so straight away a Burnley attack a shot was saved sorry a shot was yeah it was, it was saved by Virginia so hopefully any rumours of being, of being nervous you know that were removed and just before half time a lovely true ball to Calvert-Lewin almost got him through the, the ball it was out to Awobi and then his cross let him down that was the, the epitome of what Awobi was doing today he had great chances of true balls and he almost would find them but then he had a cross field ball. It would go out of play. Any of his crosses barely got off the ground. They always hit the first man. So at half time, it was 2 1 to Burnley. And, you know, it was totally deserving of Burnley for the, the score, time, score line at half time. And you had to look back and say to yourself, okay, how lucky were we to have the VAR on our side? To, to, to a certain extent, you know, had we been lucky with one, should one have been given. So we were kind of lucky in, in both decisions. So no changes for having a half time. I would have thought that Sigerson would have come out straight for the second half, but he didn't. But it was, you know, a lot of work for the lads to do. The work rates could have been higher and, you know, maybe it was up to us to use the wind to our advantage now. And right from the off... You know, it was very positive. Gomez had a, a long, a long distance shot. It was very, very low drive. It was saved by Pope, and hopefully, this was going to be, you know, the catalyst to, to, to get back into this game. You know, it was a wonderful chance for Calvert Loon. He mistaked the jump after a cross by Dinia, and he just jumped way too high, and he kind of headed it down. So two quick fire chances to equalize, and 50, 51 minutes, a lovely ball. Um, out to Awobi and then a give and go with Holgate and yet again Awobi's attempt to cross was so shocking it barely got off the ground and it just as per usual it hit the first man then two minutes later he actually did a fantastic ball to Carvert-Lewin and he tried to turn and shoot but again the the harder ball was good by Awobi but the simple cross will let him down so we were putting Burnley under pressure, but they were holding really firm. They were doing a Burnley in 58 minutes. A free kick launched by Gomez found Keane, and it was a lovely attempt 
at a volley, you know, it, it would have been brilliant if it came off, but unfortunately it came more off his knee than anything else. But this was much better by Everton and the big question was could we make it count so we went into the hour mark and for me it was an absolutely wonderful chance an amazing ball over the top by Tom Davies Calvert-Lewin his first touch perfect but in taking that first touchdown his other ball sorry his other foot clipped the ball and it took it away and it was a great chance to make it 2-2 but that ball by Davies was class but at this moment in time, we were still in the game. Then, the strange one, the substitution. 65 minutes, Davies came off. And, yes, you, you can say, yeah, he for me, he was having a decent enough game. Gomez was hit and miss. Allen was hit and miss. But at that moment in time, especially after that true ball, you know, Davies was battling for the ball. You know, he brought on King. And I'm not sure if that was the correct decision. You know, because apart from losing the ball for the first goal, I thought Davies was decent enough, you know, especially into that second half. So King went out left, Gomez partnered uh, Allen and, you know, you know, we did have a, a scary moment in the 68th minute. Godfrey and Virginia lacked communication. They got in each other's way and it almost found a way to Vidra to get a third goal for Burnley. And a minute later, a cross was brilliantly cleared by Godfrey as Woods was coming in because he, he hadn't got that ball. Wood had a bullet header to, to, you know, to extend the lead for Burnley. A minute later then, Vidra had another chance, but then it was a nice, comfortable save by Virginia. So at least... He was having, you know, a comfortable game as such. You weren't giving too many clear-cut chances to Burnley. And whatever Burnley did throw at Virginia, he was dealing with. Then, with 20 minutes to go, the game was really bursting into life for both sides going backwards and forwards. Coleman came on for Holgate to see if we can get some better attacking movements down that side. Because Holgate wasn't really doing it with a wall beyond that right-hand side. So, the clock was ticking away. But still, both sides... We're, you know, we're really trying to get goals. In fact, um, just literally before the substitutions, me for Burnley had a header from a very, from a very, very tight angle, but the ball went high up and it came off the crossbar. But if the fans that were in the stadium, you would love to hear how they were going to react to everything. Were they going to where they going to spur them on? Where does were they going to be booze on the pitch? Um, the worry was that you know in making these attacks, trying to get back in the game, we were leaving ourselves open to a counter attack. Then a seventy six minute a free kick. Uh, Michael Keane flicked it on, but nobody else was on the end of it to tap home. And it was a lovely ball in, a lovely hard cross by Lucadinha. And time was really running out rapidly. 10 minutes to go, a simple cross ball. He was under no pressure whatsoever. A Wobie kind of stepped inside to cross a ball all the way to the far side to King. And it went straight out of play. And the face of King looking at a Wobie going like, what the hell? You know, you know... Once this game was over, and go back to the training, Iwobi needs some serious crossing work. You know, it was a very, very easy ball, under no pressure. It wasn't like he had players around him and he was hurried into doing it. It was a simple cross-field ball to over to the far side of the pitch where uh, Josh King was in, in space. So we're into that last 10 minutes. The Champions League candle definitely was flickering out. But was our Europa League chances? You know, Bor Burnley were doing... 
their job frustrating Everton Pope actually got a yellow card for time wasting but you know you can't blame him I wouldn't you know every you know you have a lot of teams and they do complain about time wasting but I don't care what anyone says every club does it so we're into the last five minutes and we were, to be fair we will still we were still trying to, to to get level to give them their credit but you know we had a great what was a great chance, but it was a lovely layoff on the 87 minute by Richarlison in the box. He laid it off to Coleman, who just absolutely hit one. And again, just their defence were just immense. It was blocked out for a corner. But yet again, you're saying to yourself, where was this pursuit in the first half? You know, why did we wait to, you know, get a, a couple of goals down to continue? You know, then to come out and fight for the second half. Gomez had another shot, you know, uh, a couple of minutes before time that just went wide. So the referee added three minutes of injury time and it was still a very hard game to watch. You were very frustrated. You were very angry. We knew this was going to be, as I said, a banana skin. But right into the kind of the last minute of injury time, I, I can't remember who put the ball through, but went beyond right to the byline and Coleman flashed in the ball, but Burnley cleared it away. It was just... Brilliant, brilliant offending by Burnley. There's nothing you can't take anything away from them. And then two players went down. Nothing completely wrong with them. You know, it was just just a time wasting, you know, thing. But every club, as I said, does that. But the game ended. Final whistle went up, and it was another defeat for Everton at home. That's seven now defeats at home, and you have to say to yourself, guys, is that now the end of any European place for Everton Football Club this season? It's another big setback. You know, the game in hand, I don't think that no longer really makes any difference now. You know, unless a mass amount of results go our way in the coming weeks, you know, the, the next couple, you know, I think we go into an international break very soon. I think it's pretty much gone. And the bottom line is, if you cannot beat teams at the end of the table, you know, well, do we deserve to be there? You know, you get your rewards on passion and skill and although at times I saw passion at times the skill was completely missing you know Virginia at least done well as we'll have to we wait and see what's going to happen in regards to how bad the, the injury is for Pickford and um, obviously Olsen wasn't on the bench today we don't know whether it's because he's still carrying the injury or is the because of what happened to him at his home you know, being targeted by robbers. So was he just given some extra time off? Because potentially Virginia could be the player that is going to step in for the FA Cup game, which, you know, makes a very important game for Joe Virginia himself. And, you know, should Sigerson have come on? Where was Bernard? You know, he wasn't on the bench. Is he injured again? You know, we we can't use our bench, of course, as an excuse. But when you look at our bench... You know, compared to the the other leading contenders, you know, for European spots, well, it's very very worrying. The Corey, of course, was you know he was a shadow, no shadow of a doubt. He was a miss today. Uh, could Hamez have been the answer on the right hand side if he was fit? You know, going back to a Wobi, you know, he had these true balls to players which were much be much difficult to convert than across. And nine times out of ten, he was making them or just a little bit too much on them that the Dominic Cavalloon or Richarlison couldn't get onto them. But it's these simple crosses. The crossfield ball, you know, overhit under no pressure. I have said it before. He needs serious work if he wants to stay in this side. 
you know, especially if we're at full strength. Make no make no bones about it, guys. He can do it. I've seen him doing it at Arsenal in pre in you know in previous seasons before he joined us. You know, then going back to the sub of Tom Davies, I think Carlo Ancelotti got it wrong with that decision. You know, apart from losing the ball for the first goal, I thought he was pretty much the brighter player in midfield he battled hard in the game and Gomez did show it in parts and you know as I always say you can't just have part players it's a 90 minute plus game and from the moment you are on that pitch till you come off that pitch the players have to give it all you know you can't just decide if and when you're going to be in a game so the big question is guys where do we go from here yes we're devastated by the result but yes the willingness was there but now we need the application to play, to keep these strengths, to get better at these strengths. And why, oh, why did we wait until the second half to step up to play? I just don't get it. It's not the first time we have done it. We've done it in the past. You may not have won the game, but you see in certain games where you're drawing a game, then you come out in the second half, and then all of a sudden, you know, we're blistering at times. And then you have to say to yourself, well, why aren't we like this all the time? Why could we not play like this as we did in the derby? You know, it's it's very much, this result is very damaging to Europe now. It's also a mischance, as I mentioned at the top of the podcast. Chelsea dropped points today, drawing nil all with Leeds. So this was a chance for us to make up a couple of points on Chelsea and go into fifth, fifth place, even if it's just again for, for, you know, for a couple of days. But... You know, now next up is our possible season final. You know, the FA Cup game against Manchester City. You know, um, now you're saying to yourself, okay, well, this game we might not make Europe, but this game could be our European lifeline. If we can get through that game and knock out Manchester City, well, then do we go on to win the FA Cup and get into Europe that way? But, you know, can you actually see us doing something against City regardless of the team that they put out? You know for a fact as well as I do that City have nearly three squads in the one so they can rest so many players for that game and still have the quality to be able to take us apart at will in that FA Cup game. So... I think, you know, before Saturday's game, I think it's time for Carlo Ancelotti. He needs to do one hell of, you know, dynamic work with this squad, you know, to get them back up into frame of mind of winning games again, you know, putting teams under pressure when we can. And, you know, it's 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 a warning now because we're at home against Manchester City. You kind of want all of our remaining games to be away from home because we just seem to put on that battling type of performance, you know, win, lose or draw in the away games. And I I, I think it's, what, 29 points from away and 17 at home, if I'm correct, if I have my calculations correct. You know, that doesn't build well if you are trying to qualify for Europe. Yes, it's usually the other way around that you need to pick up a mass amount of points on the road to keep yourself up there. But when you are losing games at home like that, so you're like, yes, we've been slagging off Liverpool, losing six in a row. But, you know, they've lost six in a row at home. We've lost seven, not so much, as I said, in a row, but we've lost seven home games this season. So that's nothing to joke about. That's nothing to be slagging off other teams. And, you know, it's going to make it very, very difficult for Carlo Ancelotti and Duncan to get into the mindset of the players and say, guys, you know, we need to do this. We need to 
really battle back and we need to be better defensively. Hopefully Mina will be ready and to play because I think definitely for this City game, you know, Holgate just cannot play at that right back position. If Seamus Coleman is not going to be fully fit to start that game, well then if Mina starts with Michael Keane, well then for me it's got to be Ben Godfrey. Ben Ben Godfrey has shown us since he saw whether he's played at the you know left back, whether he's played at centre back, whether he's played at right back, that he can play in any position that we're willing to play him in and he's willing to, you know, put it all the line. Like he had a lovely clearance header this, you know, before Woods would have just had you know an a, a banging header to you know to to give another goal to to Burnley. So we do know this man can play. He can play defensively, and I would rather have him play right back instead of Mason Holgate. Um, I said it in in, in the, the previous podcast. I would have rather have started Seamus Coleman. You know on that that front instead of Alex Awobi today. You know just I like Alex. I think that he has got it in the tank to play well. But like you can't have one game playing really well and then have you know fourteen fifteen games of being absolutely dog shit. I don't like you know it's 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 more anger coming out than anything else. But you hate saying it about players, but he really needs to you know whatever you know whatever coaching needs needs to do. They need to spend the money. They need to get him onto that pitch, the training pitch on his own and work on that cross and give him the targets to hit and he does not come off that pitch until he hits those targets because you know you know you're not going to get every cross right but when every cross he pretty much makes is hitting that first man and it's not even a case of he's hitting it high and been hit by the first man it's not even the ball sometimes in his crosses doesn't even get knee height that is very very worrying for a player who plays in that position Anyway, guys, it's another defeat for Everton. A very disappointing one, uh, especially since it's at home. You know, Burnley, you have to give them all the credit. They did their job that they wanted to do, what they needed to do. You know, they're you know this victory for them pretty much sees them safe. You know, because they're gonna pick up a couple of points along the way, and obviously for the rest of the the bottom six, this result, you know, they were obviously would have been you know cheering for us today to win, you know, to help them out. So, you know, they're they're pretty much safe now, thanks to us <laughs> bowing down and giving them three points. As somebody mentioned. I seen in one of the, the the comments online saying just let's just stick a sign outside Goodison Park saying three points here because it it's looking like that at the moment that we can't you know we 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 will struggle to win games at home so you know we'll see what happens in the city game you know the break between now and Saturday to see how strong the squad can get you know we still don't know what's happened with Hamas that's really taking me off because I don't know what's the injury how long he's out for will we see him again this season you know at least it was a positive to see Mina on the bench so hopefully he will be ready and fit and strong to play alongside Michael Keane because I think for us to be better defensively we do need Mina alongside him and please God we'll have Godfrey playing in that right back position or at least Seamus Cohn because for Mason Holgate he's just not fit to play that position possibly he could play in midfield you know alongside Allen um in that position with Decore still out but you know we can't keep you know using 
injured players as a defeat. You know, when you look at this, the, the players that were on that pitch today, they should have been more than capable of beating Burnley. But what can we do, guys? Anyway, thanks for listening. Spread the word about the podcast. And I'll talk to you again very, very soon during the week with a match preview to the FA Cup game. Take care and stay blue.